My friends, uh, statistics tell us that this day, Ash Wednesday, is uh, one of the most uh, attended uh, services of the year. Uh, perhaps even more uh, attended uh, by worshipers at Christmas, more attended even uh, than Easter, these two highest days of solemnity in the year, and Ash Wednesday, not even a holy day of obligation. And I reflected upon uh, why that might be. Um, I think at its heart, uh, we love a comeback story. And we know that sometimes uh, we stink at life. You know, we, uh, we don't do this life thing perfectly. We know that we are sinners. Those words that we will hear when we receive the ashen cross, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. They uh, resonate to us uh, really just somewhere in the core of our being. We know that we are broken. But we also know that the ash is placed on our foreheads, uh, the most visible place of our body, right, in the form of the instrument of torture that won our salvation. It's in the form of a cross. It's the, the place where Jesus Christ won our peace. This is why I think this day is so attractive to so many. Crowds have been big throughout the day. They'll be bigger even at 7.30 tonight. Uh, we love a comeback story. We know that we're right in the middle of it. And so we come here uh, recognizing our sinful nature, wanting to do better, uh, wanting to, as the prophet Joel so beautifully said in the first reading, we are coming here to return to him with our whole heart. Do our best to give him our whole heart. And we'll do that with fasting, we will weep and mourn, as Joel says, uh, primarily for our sins. We will rend our hearts here tonight, not simply our garments, and we will return to the Lord, because there we know is where peace and joy is truly found. And today, this Ash Wednesday, as we begin our Lenten journeys, we will blow the trumpet and we will proclaim a fast. We will call this great assembly uh, together, and we will beg the Lord for mercy. Be merciful, Lord, for we have sinned. And so we cry out to him for him to be merciful. We acknowledge our offense, that our sin is before us always, as we said in the psalm. And we ask him to create a clean, for, clean heart uh, for each of us, a steadfast spirit we desire. We want him to renew it within us. We ask him to open our lips so that our mouths may proclaim his praise. Paul goes on to speak of that same sort of theme, opening our lips, uh, when he speaks of us all becoming ambassadors for Christ. You know, today, tonight, uh, we don't have to do that so much with words. The Ashen Cross is going to do the talking for us. If you come to my line, wait till you see Father Kleinman. He got the first one for me. If you come to my line, you're going to get a big one because that's why we're here. I'll do my best. If you have a big forehead especially, uh, you will have a big Ashen Cross on your forehead and you will be an incredible ambassador without words. Okay, but we recognize 
that uh, this Ashen Cross is going to wash up, hopefully, as early as tonight, right? Uh, uh, we will shower tonight or tomorrow, right? And we're going to need another plan besides this cross. And I think the Lord beautifully uh, speaks, well, of course he does, beautifully speaks of that plan in today's gospel. That our plan, our Lenten plan, our plan for always outside of Lent uh, should be kind of focused around these three things, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. You know, I spoke about prayer on uh, Sunday. Uh, St. Teresa of Avila gives us three great ways to really dive in during our Lenten journeys into a, uh, a intimate conversation in our daily prayer with the Lord. She tells us that we uh, should uh, be receivers, that uh, I think so often in our conversations with the Lord, we're doing all the talking. But we have to be receptive. If we're always broadcasting, it's hard to be receivers of the lesson, the grace that the Lord wants to give us. So this Lent, we will spend more time in our prayer life in silence, receiving, listening to what God has to say to us as we meditate on his word, as we speak to him of what uh, uh, is going on in our lives, and then stopping to pause and listen. Secondly, she says we ought to be very generous with our time and attention uh, as we speak to the Lord, literally morning, noon, and night, each day in our prayer. The more generous we are, the more uh, of our heart and mind we get, give the Lord to uh, mold more perfectly into image and, his image and likeness, the greater levels of peace and joy we will find. And then finally, uh, she speaks about detachment. And I don't, it's not simply speaking about the worldly detachment, uh, we're going to be uh, doing those sorts of things. But uh, in our prayer life, <clears throat> if we could be detached even from our phone, I think we're being, we rely on it for so many good things, like we have the Halo and the Amen app on there. We're using it perhaps as a tool in our prayer life. But this Lent, we need to have some time in our prayer where we set it aside and we are truly detached from uh, even the apps that are helpful for us. We're detached from the technology, but we're also detached from the worries. We're detached from our to-do lists. We're detached from everything during this intimate conversation we have with the Lord each day. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Fasting, we're all going to give up something, right, this Lent? Uh, we have already today been and, uh, fasting and abstaining from meat. And so we're going to deny ourselves and the intention for each of us this Lent in this fasting, this denial of beer or chocolate or whatever it might be, social media, will be so that we can become more ordered. When our intellect, it is our highest power, sometimes we don't live as that's the case, but when our highest power, the intellect, tells our lower passions that I'm going to deny this human person this particular good, well, then they learn to fall in line and we become more ordered. That would be the intention of our fasting throughout our Lenten journeys. And finally, this almsgiving, we will have that same intention, peace. 
peace to our brother and sister in Christ. You know, the Bishop's Lenten appeal, I mean, we're being bombarded, right? This is easy peasy, right? It's just an easy way to give back to the poor. Your generous gift is going to be a great gift to somebody in great need. But we need to go beyond writing the checks, right? We need to encounter our brothers and sisters in intimate conversations with them, help them up. They're in, they're in need, uh, you will be in need, so we need to uh, lift each other up, <clears throat> and this is how we can give alms, give up our time and our talents. And then the payment happens. If we do this all for show, if we do this all to bring attention, worldly attention to ourselves, then that's the payment. Someone will give you a high five, pat on the back, good job, you wore your ashen cross. Will we be here next Sunday? Uh, that's the reward. Well, let's aim a lot higher than that, my friends. Let us have the right intention. Heaven! And let's bring a whole bunch of people with us. The payment that the Lord wants to give us is peace and joy and ultimately eternal life. So let's come here with those intentions. Let's open ourselves widely to the grace and may God be praised. Amen.